Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Thrive in EGU podcast. I'm Rochelle Danae Poth. I'm excited because this has been about a year since I launched my own podcast. And who knew that a year later, I would still be going strong, having my weekly uh, episodes. Sometimes I've done two episodes in a week, depending on the conversations and things that are happening in the world of education or in the world of technology or just in life in general. So if you've been listening the whole time or most of the whole time, then thank you very much for staying with me. If you are just joining in for the first time, then I invite you to listen to some prior episodes. Uh, It is a podcast as of now where it's just me talking, sharing ideas, strategies, challenges, resources, you name it, things that come to mind uh, that I talk about. And I find that it's very beneficial for me as part of a reflective process, which that's not really something that I realized when I started it, but over the course of the entire past year, but even earlier on, I noticed that it was just a way for me to really process my experiences, some of the activities I was doing in my classroom, uh, conferences and things that I had been to, books I was reading, and just lessons learned along the way, which I always say I am a work in progress, I'm learning as I go, and yeah, so that's kind of the story behind my podcast. Topics that I have covered have varied greatly. I've had self-care, mental health and wellness, mentoring, back-to-school ideas, artificial intelligence, augmented and virtual reality, uh, social-emotional learning, let's see, mentoring, how to be a connected educator, remote learning ideas, and uh, probably a lot of other ideas in there too, since it has been a year. And for this episode, just because my school started recently, I thought, why not talk about the experience and how it's going, Uh, what my perception is, what I think maybe I need to work on, and hopefully it'll help others as well. So we started my school with Microsoft Teams, which is not something we had been using in the spring when the schools closed, Uh, was something that I was more or less familiar with. And of course, over the summer, had a lot more time to spend getting to understand how I could use it with all the different courses I teach. Now, the problem for me is that I do teach a lot of different classes, so it does require me to set up different spaces. And when I when I say different classes, I mean fully different courses, not class periods, because the nice thing is that you can kind of duplicate a lot. And if it's all Spanish one, kind of make that transition and apply it to more than one period. But I really need to focus on building different spaces for each of my classes. So it is, as we all know, very time consuming. There are, as we all know, going to be problems when it comes to technology, whether students can't get into the Teams meeting, they don't have all of the same features, their audio goes in and out, the recordings don't save, you name it. I have seen in the short time we've been back in school and also in the conversations I've had with other teachers, there have been a lot of things happening uh, as we enter this new school year. So depending on if you are back in your classroom and distancing or hybrid learning or fully distance learning, it has definitely been an adjustment and one that requires a lot of time for everybody, for students, for teachers, administrators, families, 
to figure out a workflow that is going to work for them. Uh, maybe your school is not really following your traditional in-person schedule and has come up with some other type of synchronous, asynchronous plan to help with reducing screen time for students and for teachers and families. Maybe your school is following your schedule and just adding in a few extra minutes between classes, which can help, but it doesn't truly help the students or the teachers who may go five or six periods in a row. Uh, that's really hard to do, to be engaged, to be looking at the screen that whole time. And so for me, the first couple of days, I was exhausted. The first day of school, I spent probably 17 hours just working on the actual teaching and introduce, introducing to my students and the things that I was asking them to do to kind of get to know each other, talking about an overview, but I've never, at least not in the last seven or eight years, been one to all of a sudden on day one, start with, here's our procedures, here's what we're gonna cover in class, let's get started. I wanted to focus on relationships. In a digital space, that can be more difficult to do, especially if you have larger class sizes. So figuring out a way to kind of build that in in the beginning of the year. And I think it's really important to focus on in the first couple of weeks of school to focus on uh, connecting with your students in distance learning, in hybrid learning, whatever your environment looks like. And beyond that, to make sure that you're creating spaces for parents and families to connect with you as well and be part of the discussion. So maybe some ideas that you can try would be to have uh, meetings or virtual office hours available for families and call on the phone or set up a virtual call where you can check in with them. Maybe if your school is doing in-person, having time and space where some families can come in and meet with you face-to-face -face and build those authentic relationships that we know are so important for student success. Uh, with individual students, we can leverage some of the tools if we're not in our classrooms having students respond to a Flipgrid prompt. If there are times like you have virtual office hours and students can join in and just chat briefly, you can use forms for it to have them respond to, just to find out, you know, what uh, what's your name is <laughs> always good. What are some of your interests? Uh, what was your experience like in the spring? What helps you to learn? What are you interested in learning in this class? How can I support you? for a few examples. Uh, also coming up with guidelines for your class. And maybe your school already has this in place and maybe you kind of need to tweak it to be specific to the course that you're teaching. Uh, coming up with an idea for, if you have 42 minute periods like my school, spending 10 to 15 minutes where you're actually, actually instructing students. Uh, for me, I need to record some live lessons. And so mindful of, students' cameras being turned off then and making sure everybody's muted and setting that up so that you can create those videos for students to go back to either for review or because they were not able to do what was done in class because they weren't in class. Having a type of routine and consistency. So maybe at the start of each class, having students, as soon as they log in, do some greetings, have them do a hands up uh, just for attendance have them send an emoji for saying how they're doing. It's kind of a check-in uh, to communicate, also for attendance, of course, and anything other than that that you can really create spaces to keep students active and learning 
And getting away from screen time, I think, is also important. And I know just for myself, the exhaustion from this week of, and I'm standing when I'm teaching, when I'm that, that's not entirely different than when I'm in my classroom with students. But the difference is I'm standing basically in one place instead of moving around and interacting with my students. And so giving them a chance to break away and do something that's not looking at the screen. Maybe they go on a scavenger hunt at the beginning of the school year, depending on your content level and or content area and grade level, then you have students do a scavenger hunt. Give them some items, items that might correlate to things you're covering in your class. Come back and you share and discuss. And in the process, they're practicing the content. You're also learning about their interests, building relationships. There are a lot of really unique ideas out there. But at the same time, with so many ideas out there, it can be easy to become overwhelmed thinking that you have to do all of the things that are out there. And so the best advice that I can offer, and again, I am not an expert. I'm just learning as I go. And after the first week of really long days, some 17, 18, 19 hour days, and still not being caught up or anywhere near it, figuring out how can I balance this? How can I make this work for my students, for myself, so that it's manageable and that we don't burn out in the first couple of weeks of school when we don't know what it's going to look like beyond the initial nine weeks that we are distance learning or throughout the year when we might have to shift back and forth. So having a toolkit of ideas, whether they're tech or whether they're just strategies to get up and moving, to take a break, to focus on self-care, all of that is going to be super important as we begin this year and move forward throughout the school year. And if there was anything, any advice that I could give, it's just to make sure that you are taking a break and that in each class, you find a way to take a break with the students, to check in, to have some real talk, to give them a, a little bit of time to get to know each other, to get to know you, but also to have set up some standards and guidelines that are appropriate. So that everybody is respecting everybody else, everybody feels valued and comfortable interacting in that space. It can be difficult to be on the camera and requiring students to do that all the time, a lot of debate and discussion out there for it. I can see both sides of it. So I think that it's gonna really need to come down to what works best for your group of students, but you have to focus on the accountability as well. So finding ways to know that students are there and engaged, or maybe giving them the chance to take off, turn off the video camera for a period of 10 minutes and to work on something independently, and then come back and talk about it, or to use some different tools like say Nearpod and have them write responses on it, or interact in a lesson that you can see that they're working on something, but it gives them the break of actually sitting in that same spot and doing something a little bit differently. So. Just some random ideas for this episode. And as always, no guarantees on the next one. But I would like to end by inviting you all to two things. One, my Thrive in EDU group on Facebook. You can tell I'm tired. Uh, that is a group that I started about six weeks ago. Lots of great educators joining in from all over the world, sharing experiences, questions, challenges, uh, the work that they're doing, conferences that are coming up books and blogs and podcasts and just being positive, even though we know we can't always be positive because there are challenges that we face, but 
providing that supportive space that you know that it's okay and somebody's going to be there to help you think through it, to offer strategies. And uh, I, I hope that you will consider joining and inviting some friends. The other is on Wednesdays, my Thrive in EDU on learningrevolution.com, where every week at four or five Eastern, I have a guest or guests, and we talk about all things related to education. I've had about 15 weeks so far, artificial intelligence, augmented virtual reality, social emotional learning, esports, mental health, digital citizenship, uh, preparation for teachers, back to school, innovation, and a lot of other topics that are coming up. So I hope that you will consider joining in both of those. And thank you as always for listening, and I will catch you next time.